Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash talkdirection. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything from what Niall gets up to, golfing, music, and pints of the pub, to Liam and Louis shenanigans, to Harry's acting chops, and his spectacularly quirky style. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 74th episode of Talk Direction. And there's a lot of things that we need to talk about today, and mm-hmm. some not so great things. Um, but I wanted to just start off in a little bit of a happier note uh, that tomorrow I'm going to Boston to see Kara, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. And even though it hasn't been that long since we saw each other, but you know, you can never get enough of your bestie. True, true. Um, and we're going to go see Troy Sivan in concert, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really know what else we're going to do because I don't think we have a lot of time because I'm going to be there like Saturday afternoon and then I have to leave back to school obviously on Sunday at some point. Um, so I don't know what type of talk direction stuff we'll have time for, but we still get to see each other and maybe we'll post pictures on um, Instagram and stuff, which is always nice. Yeah, and I'm really excited to go see like a Troy concert because like, out of anyone, I feel like I'm just excited to... Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like, just I kind of have, like, a cathartic experience and just, um, you know, cry, laugh, dance, sing, um, and I feel like Troy and just, like, a pop concert is, like, really a place to do that because that's, like, I feel like uh, out of any concert, pop concerts are the type that I feel definitely most safe at, like, Mm -hmm. 100%, um, so, yeah, that's gonna be great. And I really feel like Troy's audience, too, will have a certain mindset, sort of a similar mindset going in, and you'll be able to feel it. So not only from Troy, who I think will be really awesome given everything, um, but also just like the audience and the people around us. For um, sure. Which is exciting. Are we in, what seats are we in? Not in general admission, because, like, we, um, I randomly decided to buy these, like, three months after they went on sale. Um, Okay. Which is unfortunate, but, like, at least we're going, you know? Yeah, no, I'm excited. Um, But, yeah, so we're going to start off talking about the election um, that happened in the U.S. um, Because we think it's really important to talk about. We talked about it in the past. We talked about Mm -hmm. voting. um, And now that it's happened, and uh, obviously uh, not what we wanted to happen, um, because Trump is going to be the next president. Uh, we wanted to just sort of talk, and Karen and I haven't really talked besides through texting, so this will be the first time we're talking as well. Um, but just to, and I, I also want to say that we're talking about this, but we're also going to be talking about One Direction stuff. So, like, if you don't want to hear more election stuff, or if it's, like, too much for you at the moment, definitely, like, skip ahead. We're going to yeah. be doing a song analysis and talking about news and stuff as well, um, so that we get, like, both sides of the, like talking about the election and then also getting your mind off of it and having Mm -hmm. a fun episode. So skip ahead to that if that is what you'd like to do. Um, But Carol, how are you feeling right now with everything that's going on? Um, I mean, very somber tones. Like I, I, it's like weird to kind of even, I don't know. I like kind of considered almost asking if like we couldn't, if we could like not do the podcast this week, Mm -hmm. but then I was like, 
I feel like that wouldn't be helpful in the long run and just, I don't know. Um, I do want to talk yeah. about it with people. Um, but I definitely have been like crying on and off the, these past few days, um, like a lot. And um, yesterday was my first day back in classes after the election. And I'm, I'm just like really, um, I feel very thankful to be in a, a college that is very liberal minded. Um, mm -hmm. And um, I, I had two different experiences with the classes. Um, one of them, um, like my professor, like we talked about it a little bit, uh, but we kind of like went on business as usual and it felt like really hollow and weird, but mm -hmm. like I could understand like where he was coming from and it was kind of good to like get my mind off of it. But then like, I don't know, it's like reality is always going to be there, but like you do have to keep like going on and doing your stuff. And then my other class was with my, um, one of my favorite professors, definitely. Um, we had a three hour conversation. Wow. Um, cause yeah, it was a three hour class. So, um, I don't know, there was a lot of, like, everyone was crying, she was crying, um, and it was just, like, definitely kind of, like, affirming, I guess, to just, like, it just, like, mm -hmm. felt really validating that other people were, like, as distraught and as in much as despair as um, I was, and she called it, like, a national tragedy, and I know that people outside of that classroom and that space would call her, like, she would say she's overreacting, but, like, I think that, like, if you, I don't know, there's just such, uh, there's such an air of mourning Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the only thing I can think that it's like, so, this is like, you know, a bleak positive, I guess, in some dark way that like, there's such, there's, you know, um, communities are coming together. Um, and there's like such a support system as it isn't just like one person who has to go through this alone. It's mm -hmm. a lot of people in the same mindset and we're all feeling it. Um, you know, I'm reaching out to like, uh, like all my friend groups of friends, um, are feeling the same way. Cause you know, I, put myself around people who like um care about people in the same way that I do so um they're feeling the same amount of despair and grief um but we're also like you know lifting each other up and saying that like giving each other ideas of what we can do um mm -hmm. so you know there isn't it's not like we're gonna lay down and like not do anything like we're gonna keep fighting um and you know we're gonna have some ideas about like um how we can all do stuff um that we'll talk about now and like in upcoming weeks like it's not just gonna be a thing where we talk about this once and we're like oh guess we're gonna like submit to this guy now mm -hmm. nope that's not gonna happen it's just gonna be us fighting for the next four years and for the rest of our lives because these consequences will affect us and people around us and the entire world for the rest of our lives so yeah mm -hmm. yeah um my experience has been similar uh with like school and stuff Mm -hmm. It was really unfortunate the night of the election. I had a physics exam the day God. after, um, and my professor did not cancel or whatever. Are you um, kidding me? No. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, uh, which I just, I find unacceptable for a lot of reasons. That's disgusting. I feel like, honestly, like, I'm glad that I'm an English uh, major because I feel like humanities professors like have more sympathy I guess mm -hmm. I don't know just like more humanity to them <laughs> yeah uh and like in those classes it's more like you're it's sort of like we have to address this like we're mm -hmm. going to talk about it rather than in physics it was just like oh you have to take your test um so like the entire time watching the election I was also studying physics which is not what I wanted to be doing and like mm -hmm. uh I wanted to say, like, okay, you know, this is more important, but I also know that, like, in order to, like, 
make the change I eventually want to make in the world, I have to do well in school and I have mm-hmm. to like do well in physics. And, uh, it, it's just, it was not, I couldn't, you know, say screw it. Cause I also not done great on the last test. So mm-hmm. it was just like really horrible to have to do both of them. Um, and like wake up the next day and go to physics. I first had a psych class where my professor, like we talked about it and I was like, really trying to keep in tears just like as he was talking about it because while my brain was split a lot with physics like going to class and like not being able to get away with just like blocking it out was really hard and yeah um my roommate's in that class as well and she was like almost crying um she was like blowing her nose and like trying to keep her tears in um and I wouldn't say that that professor my psych professor did that great of a job talking Mm. about it I didn't expect him to he was Mm -hmm. It was kind of weird because he um, said that his daughter had called him at, like, 530 in the morning just in tears and, like, Mm. because she's in college um, and she was really upset. Um, But he was still kind of, like, partisan about it, which I just, like, kind of think Mm. is kind of gross. I mean, like, they, like, uh, you know, quote, unquote, have to be, but, like, neither of my professors were and I really appreciate that. Yeah. But, like, you can be... You can a human be a human. You can avoid saying like what side you take, but just like, but still, obviously, accept the people that like the reason that people are upset. Like you don't need to address like, I don't know. I just think there's a way of being without like putting your own thoughts out there and still like realizing that everyone, especially on a liberal arts campus, especially where I go. Like, there's not going to be a yeah. whole lot of people that are happy about Trump. That's very God. different in other parts and other schools of the in the country. But, like, at my school, no one really needs someone to say, oh, it's okay if you voted for Trump. Or, like... Ew, they said that? No, he, he was like, we have to, like, come together, whoever you voted for. Or, like... Yeah. It was, uh... it was like, uh, doesn't really matter who you voted for. Some people are happy. Some people are not. And I was just like uh kind of like not okay yeah. with that but like I see a lot of statuses like that online and I'm just like that's not a, that's yeah. like the most wishy-washy thing that you could ever say to someone yeah. and like for someone or for people who are like I don't know I think a lot of people who are like subtly Trump say that kind of mm-hmm. thing they're just like oh he's our president now so like we have to support him yeah. and it just like such like a PC answer and yeah. for people who are like so anti-PC or politically correct or whatever um mm-hmm. saying like oh we have to all come together and it doesn't matter who like I just it just like it's like saying like oh forget that I'm racist and hateful but like yeah. now listen to my leader like I just yeah. it's just it's it was not satisfying at all um and like to balance that with him obviously being a dad to a daughter that's like crying I just yeah. didn't all fit together um but I didn't expect him to be someone that would, like, handle it in the best way. But I'm glad, like, he at least mentioned it and we talked mm-hmm. about it. We didn't pretend it didn't exist, like, in physics. Because mm. I then went to my physics exam, um, which it was just kind of, like, horrible that I had to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, after the exam, I was sort of, like, stone-facing the professor a bit. And she was like, oh, like, how did the exam go? Thinking, like, I was clearly upset over the exam. And I was like, the exam went fine. And I wanted to (laughs) say, like, more. And be like, I really don't think it was appropriate for you to have had the exam. But I just couldn't deal with it at that moment. Yeah. Um, But I just, 
I just was, I really hated that I had that. It was so upsetting. Um, yeah. And then I had a meeting with my advisor and um, about classes for next semester. And like, I just started crying in her office. Mm-hmm. And like, we were both like, just upset. Um, and But it's so hard with someone that you don't really know. And like, that was the first time, like, I was sort of like, actually crying, crying. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't like the catharsis you need where you just like get it all out and you're with someone you're comfortable with. Yeah. Um, and like she was trying to say like using psychology to try to make the situation a little bit better. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like in, in an okay way, you know? Yeah. She wasn't like, but like it was just, um, it was, it's just like you can't have a like 50 hour cry with your advisor necessarily (laughs) so um and then like walking back to my dorm like I was just almost in tears the entire time and then I got back and was like crying with my roommates and um just trying to you know deal with our emotions and stuff Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's definitely been really rough um but so What's the next thing? I guess, like, how have we been dealing with everything and dealing with his emotions? Um, Mm -hmm. I made a list of stuff, and I'm sure Kara has stuff, too, that um, just, like, if you're hurting or feeling stressed or upset or angry, um, just sort of, like, what we've been doing to deal with all of that. Um, Because, like, I'm sort of going away from what I was just saying. I wanted to mention again, my advisor was saying, like, this this is how this is what it felt like almost like when 9-11 happened a lot of people have been saying that yeah yeah and um I mean we were quite young when 9-11 happened um but I like somewhat remember some of it um but I I definitely feel that like it's very especially on my campus it's just been like a completely like campus was dead you looked at people in the faces and you could immediately know it was like there was crying everywhere yeah it just, and just, it is like that, you know, mm-hmm. it is like that because while it's not like, uh, it's not all parallel to 9-11, there are a lot of things, um, that are similar. So just like, it is a huge deal. And for people to say that, like, you shouldn't be upset, you shouldn't be angry, you should be getting over it, um, know that they're wrong and you can feel however the hell you want to feel. And, like, people who are saying, like, oh, you gotta just, like, you know, suck it up for the next four years, it's, like, how much, like, it must be, like, nice to be able to say that, because that means you're, like, you have nothing on the line, or you, and you also don't have any compassion for people that, like, their entire lives, and so much is on the line for them. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, there's so much that goes into this. Um, I was gonna say something, but I literally totally forgot. Um... Yeah, why don't you keep going? I don't know what I was going to say. Um, okay, so I just wanted to talk about some of the things I've been doing to try to help deal with this because um, when you are feeling such extreme emotions and emotions that can, like, go tip over at any minute, um, I think it's good to have things that are still positive in your life and things that make you feel strong and that, you know, life is not going to just be horrible. Um, so some of the things I've been doing is turning to my friends and family um, in a lot of this. I know that can also be hard as well. Yeah. Um, just because, for me at least, 
when you do talk to people you haven't talked to about the things, it almost like upsurges all the emotions and you're mm-hmm. rehashing everything. Um, and like that can be really tough because then you're feeling the pain of other people as well. And you're mm-hmm. like, it just becomes even more heavy. Um, also it can be hard because your friends or family might not agree with you and might not be going through the same hurt you're feeling. They might be Mm -hmm. Trump supporters. They might not understand it. Um, I know sometimes I've seen like people joking around or using like humor as a way to cope, which I think is valid for some people. But I also think that like, at least for me, I'm not ready for humor as like a way to cope with it. And I think that can be hard when people are joking around about things when like it's really hurting you inside and it's a really big deal and you're like not in that space. Um, So, but I think like turning to people, whether they're online or in your life that are feeling similarly can be a really good way to deal with this. Um, Also, I just want to say that like, I know that not everyone has like the ability to turn to their family. And also I know that like uh, with the holidays coming up, it's going to be even harder and I can sympathize with you and just know that like if you want some support, like me and Caitlin are always like here and you can always, um, you know, contact us on like Twitter. That's probably the easiest, fastest way to get to us Mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll be there and you can always just like, if you want to just have a casual conversation about something completely like random or one direction or anything, like you saw a dog on the street and you want to talk about that, like, you know, talk to us about it because yeah, the holidays are going to be tough, um, and I can definitely sympathize with you there. Um, so, yeah, um, family is hard. And it's weird because someone said last yesterday in the, the, in the intense three-hour class, she was like, we're given family to, like, learn to love people that we don't like. And I was just like, wow, like, that, that's mm. saying something um, yeah. for a lot of people. And, yeah, um, but I think that, like, I'm just going to try to come out with compassion and, like, learn from other people and learn from people around me that I'm able to talk to -to face-to-face and not Mm -hmm. just try to... I'm not going to yell at people through screens or anything like that because it's just not helpful. It's not going to change anyone's mind. So I just kind of... I'm at the point in my life that I want to just kind of hear other people. Um, And, you know, I'm going to... You know, I have the privilege to do that because I'm a white woman and I, you know, can... I'm not, like fearful of having like hate crimes against me in that way I guess Mm -hmm. um so it's not gonna go out and like talk to every Trump supporter I see but you know like uh people around me that are um leaning towards that way or are that way um I just kind of want to learn from them I guess not learn from them but like learn what's going through their minds because that's so important like as humans to like understand what other people are thinking because it just it's it seems so foreign to me and I really I don't I don't know but it's obviously like a huge part of our country yeah um yeah it kind of got away from me there but yeah I've just I'm have a lot of thoughts yeah no it's definitely kind of just a mess in my brain at the moment yeah yeah um sort of speaking with all this um we've had one of our lovely listeners um I've been talking to her on twitter and I know she's in a southern school where Um, a lot of the people around her are all Trump supporters and she's dealing with this like without having that outward support of her school and her community Um, and we both go to schools that uh, lean way more to the Hillary side almost completely Yes. Um, and those who don't know that like it's their place to shut up sort of 
Yeah. yeah. Because they're so outnumbered. Um, and, and that goes along with a lot of the professors we have too. So um, we're extremely lucky that we're in those environments. So I'm definitely feeling it for people who don't have that around them. And I can't imagine how unbelievably hard that must be um, to not not feel like other people around you are, are dealing and are upset and are struggling uh, with you. Yeah. Um, some other things I've been doing is turning to Harry Potter. Mm. Um, and I've seen a lot of that online, actually, too. And those are sort of always, like, my go-to. I Harry Potter is definitely something um, that, like, I use in times when I'm really sad. I've watched, we, my roommates and I watched um, the third Harry Potter the other night. Um, we, like, made dinner together and had macaroni mm. and, like, we're just sort of, like, there to support each other and do something that was, like, bringing us together. Um, my other roommate read, was reading Cursed Child for the first time. Oh, I gave her oh my no. copy. <laughs> I know. I haven't finished it, so still don't ruin it for me. But Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I gave her my copy, and I was like, good luck. <laughs> but she said yeah. that that was really helpful for her. Um, uh, I've also been listening to music, um, mm. purposely making making playlists that help me feel like empowered and um like I made a playlist called healing and was trying Mm. to put on songs that like made me feel better um and I was listening to that all day yesterday you should put that on like twitter or something if you have like it on spotify or something I don't know how you have it yeah well I have it on my apple music but Uh, um I can like yeah list the songs or something Mm. um or put it on spotify uh, I went to Starbucks. My friend and I were feeling really sad. We were just talking about a whole bunch of things, and we're like, you know what? Let's just like go to Starbucks, get a drink, like feel warm, feel better, um, and that was really good. Um, do you want to say some things? Yeah. Um, so I have been wearing my um, all the love rainbow um, bracelet that I bought from one D fans give like a year ago or something. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I have it in my room tucked away, but I decided to wear it out just because I like needed like a physical tangible reminder, um, of like that there's love and hope in the world. And just like being able to like look down at my wrist, seeing the rainbow, um, and even seeing Harry's handwriting as stupid as that mm-hmm. may seem, it just like very, it just like really, um, I don't know, it's just something that, like, I can, like, carry with me, and mm-hmm. it feels like I kind of, like, have a support system, like, on my wrist, and mm-hmm. I, um, I bought, like, a $5 rainbow flag that I'm gonna hang in my apartment, because me and my roommate wanted that, um, we were talking about it the, the I don't know, the day after the election, we were just, like, really, we were, like, need, we need some tangible, mm-hmm. something to look at to just, like, feel, I don't know, better, um, and, yeah, I think that definitely surrounding yourself with the people that you love, whether it be family or found family, your within your friends, I think, um, is so incredibly important. Um, yesterday, me and my friends um, went to a trivia night, um, and it was it was weird, and um, but it was just like us and another team, um, and somehow we came in third, even though there were only two teams, um, <laughs> and the and the woman was laughing at us, and it was just like a really nice moment. I don't know, it was just kind of hilarious and funny, and um, I don't know. I I think if I could do that again differently, I would shut off my phone um, mm-hmm. because I was also like kind of in a hard, um, deep discussion about the election and everything in my uh, Facebook group with another group of friends, but I, I think I need to learn how to turn off mm-hmm. from social media, and I think that this is going to be a uh, 
a process and a very difficult thing for me to learn because social media is usually the place that I kind of go to escape real life. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that with the election being on Facebook and Twitter, it's just so overwhelming. And mm-hmm. like whether it's people that agree with me or people that don't, um, it's just too many emotions for like one person to handle. And I think that like, I don't know, it's such an influx that it's like constantly, I don't know, I just, I feel like I'm a robot like short circuiting because I can't handle all of these and hold it in one um, mind. Um, So I think I definitely need to learn to just step away. Um, And yeah, I deleted the apps off my phone, but then I've re-downloaded them and I I need to get stronger at stepping away. Um, But yeah, so hopefully that I can learn to do that. I think art is another good thing to turn to this time. Um, one of our friends slash, slash listeners, Lucia, sent me a, a poem last night, a spoken word poem, and it was very lovely. Um, and I'm definitely going to check out more poetry because I think that like poetry and art is like just something that like heals the soul and like even it can just show so much suffering, but it just shows that we're human and mm-hmm. we suffer similarly in different ways but we you know it can join us together um and just it just shows I don't know it just shows humanity I guess um and it just I I think that's like what I want to be surrounded by right now it's just like different forms of art and um I'm also been looking up um ways to get involved in my community um I'm pretty overwhelmed by the sort of lists I know that Jezebel has been putting out that like has all the different like organizations that you can donate time and money to and I don't really have money to give. I'm gonna um, hopefully when I go home I can kind of ask my family to donate to certain places um, because that would be I think helpful. Um, I might be able to donate a few dollars but I think that what I really can donate is my time Um, and I've been looking around and asking around to see like um, Boston based uh, organizations that I can give my time to that are like you know g- good organizations that do good work um, mm-hmm. and you know as a young college person I really like I feel like time is like my most valuable gift to give um, my compassion and my time um, so uh, I'm definitely gonna be I guess um, talking about more organizations like when I find the ones that I want to like put my like name into and like sort of like back them um because I I know that like I think the lists are kind of overwhelming for me at least now to just be like I don't know what I can do like um yeah so yeah yeah I wanted to go back to your online type of thing talking Mm -hmm. um I know I shut off my notifications for a little while which I tend to do anyway um and I think that can be helpful um or like I think going online can be a really good thing in some ways where like sometimes you need to feel other people. Maybe you don't have them in your life around you, but online you can find people who agree with you and are going through the same things and you can relate that way. Um, But also like Kara said, it can be really overwhelming and it's like sometimes it's important to just like shut the entire thing out, not only social media, but just like the entire like this election happened just like blank it out and give yourself sort of like a self-care mental health time where like Mm -hmm. you can do other things rather than sort of be in that like stress of everything um like just even if it's like an hour where you're like I'm just gonna sit and read or like I'm gonna sit and like watch YouTube or something um 
I know that can be really helpful just sort of to take your mind off of that. And like, you shouldn't feel guilty for like having those moments. Um, yeah. And also um, just another thing, like I found like sometimes like I can't even go on YouTube really cause it's kind mm-hmm. of like still media centered. So like going on Netflix, I found like it's more helpful just cause it's not like, mm-hmm. uh, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like not people talking about the election. It's just like already things that are like, you know, there. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I watched when I when I went on YouTube to block it out, I was watching like Zoella's office tour and like yeah. I saw a lot of videos of people talking about the election and I was just and I started watching one of them and I was just like I can't do this right now and I changed it to something else. Like I just yeah. it needed to be a moment of just like I need to block this out. Um and also another thing was like allowing laughter to still be in your life, even mm. though like there's a lot of things going on. Um and like I think sometimes you can feel guilty almost about feeling moments of happiness and I don't think you should. And I think it's good to still have laughter and to find fun and happiness. Um, even though like things, obviously you're feeling other things at the same time. Um, Mm -hmm. it's okay to have, it's okay to be happy in, in different moments. Mm. Um, another thing is planning ahead for good things. Um, I know just like, a lot of times the future can look very bleak right now. Um, but I, I wanted to have things that I just kept in my mind that like these good things are going to be upcoming. Like I'm going to get to see Kara this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is coming out. Little Mix's album's coming out. Um, for me, like going home and seeing my family is going to be really nice. Seeing my dogs again. Mm. Um, things like that. Even if it's like, I'm going to have ice cream after school today or like there's this new fic that I really wanted to read. Um, It can be really simple. Um, But just like having those things sort of plan ahead so that like you have um, like bright things ahead of you in your future to make you just like feel more motivated. And like write those things down. I think that like putting maybe even like write them and post them on your wall or like have them on the notes in your phone um, just so like they're tangible and you can actually look at it and like, um, I don't know, for, like, when you're feeling darkest, like, I know, like, um, in high school, when I was going through, like, definitely, like, a darker period of depression, I would, like, write things down to look forward to, and, like, Mm -hmm. have them there, so I could look at them, and just, like, be reminded that, um, you know, at some point, uh, my brain was able to, you know, um, have things to look forward to, so, Mm -hmm. like, you know, there's a part of you that can look forward to things, um, and that's, I think, a very, uh, definitely a good thing to, Mm -hmm. and then I wanted to add some more stuff along with your um, volunteering your time type of thing of other Mm -hmm. things you can do to sort of like help I think we can feel very helpless at times Mm -hmm. like this and like if you're um I don't know in you can just feel like your voice didn't matter in the end or that like what you did if you were like talking about the election and trying to get people to vote for Hillary and all this that like it didn't turn out and there's nothing you can do and sort of get into this mentality that like nothing's going to change and like everything is sort of hopeless. And that's like the exact thing we don't want to get into. Like Mm -hmm. we don't want to sit in that space. Um, So like we sort of compiled this list of things that you could do big and small um, just for you guys to have actual things if you're wondering. Um, So along with the volunteering thing, I said you can go to protests Mm -hmm. Um. There's protests. I know there was a lot of protesting in New York, and people from my school went. 
or even just like if you're at a college once on campus or like there's gatherings to talk about things like this Mm -hmm. um, at a lot of colleges um, just to talk and to be amongst people who are like-minded can be helpful Um, uh, posting your thoughts online um, connecting with people online who who agree with you and talking about it with them. Um, I know there's petitions going around about different things that you can sign. Um, what else did I have? Uh, talk about it in school. If you feel like that's a safe thing to do, if you can bring it up with either your professors, I I know sometimes like when things happen that are big, uh, kids will raise their hand and be like, I feel like we need to talk about this. Um, that was in my women's studies after, um, Ferguson sophomore year, I think, Mm -hmm. um, kids were just like, we, we're not going to be able to do class day. Like we need to talk about this. And the professors were like, okay, I agree with you. Uh, I know Mm -hmm. that's like obviously hard to do in different places, but like, if you feel safe and comfortable, um, that's something you could do even just like with friends and stuff. Um, I've seen some really cool things happening. Um, one of the things I saw was at Union Square Station, which is in New York, where a lot of kids from NYU live, um, and that's where I lived when I did a semester at NYU, um, put up post-it notes all around the inside of the station with, like, loving, healing comments Mm -hmm. on them to show support, um, and I think that's just one example of the ways communities are doing sort of, like, these more silent, subtle protests, or, like, um acts to show like people are there and people support you and people love you Mm -hmm. um what else did I have oh um I know I've also seen sort of more on the negative side that because Trump is going to be the next president people feel like they are able to like like the white supremacist Islamophobic homophobic sexist racist like, ableist people are coming forward and, like, seeing, like, prote- like acting as though they have, like, a voice now and, like, they can, like, come out of the shadows and be like, we're here, you guys all suck now that Trump's going to be the president, like, we're ruling, we're taking over. Um, and there's just been some really terrible things that have been happening um, in terms of that and people getting more confidence to, like, be racist and be Islamophobic and be sexist. Um... And I guess I wanted to say that if you do see stuff like that, um, really, really depends on the situation. Obviously, you have to feel safe. And, like, as Kara was saying in the beginning, as, like, a white woman, um, we have a lot of privilege where, Mm -hmm. like, we um, might feel safer saying something. Yeah. Depending on what it is. Um, but even just not saying something or, like, making eye contact with people or... Um, standing next to them. Standing next to them. Uh, uh, I know public transportation can be a really scary place for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I feel unsafe on public transportation. Yeah. Um, and so, like, standing next to, smiling, making eye contact, stuff like that can be really comforting and make people feel safer. Um I know, like, if I see a woman, maybe I'll stand next to her and that'll make me feel safer. Um, But that type of stuff is more silent things you can do. Um, 
that are so important. And just like, I think we have to go forward with love. And Karen, I've been saying that in texts that we've sent. Mm-hmm. And just like, that's what I've been talking about with my family. We have to go forward in, in, within our communities and everything with love and acceptance and show people that we don't care about like all these horrible things that other horrible things. I mean, I don't know how I'm saying it, but like, like we're open and we're accepting and to be that for other people. I know just like, I feel like I've noticed it too. Um, going out into the community in these past couple of days, like people working at shops or at like Starbucks or wherever have been just like really trying to show like the people I'm with that they still care about them without even saying it just by being Mm -hmm. polite and being like happy and smiling Mm -hmm. and like not caring like who you are. Um, And I think that is um, a really easy way to do something. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had this little thing that I've seen going around on Twitter that I wanted to read. Um, that was just like a supportive thing about what you can do and how people are feeling about all of this. Um, so I will read it and then, or do you have anything else to say about this, Tara? Um, yeah, I think that just don't forget this feeling, like don't forget your sadness and anger because there's so much work to be done. Um, and we can't just lay down and become complacent. And I feel like I have become complacent and I think that I could have, you know, um, there's no, like, I can't, I don't, I don't want to go into fast and be like, if only I did this, but like, I can't, I'm here now and I can do things come like, you know, coming up and coming, going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that harnessing your anger and using it in a positive way, mm-hmm. um, is the most important thing you can do. And I think that the reason we fight for social change is out of love for people. Mm-hmm. Um, not because we feel superior to them, not because we think we matter more, or less than them um, because we believe we're equal to them. And I think that like remembering that compassion is why we fight for social change is the most important thing to remember. Mm -hmm. Um, Because once you, I don't know, once you forget that just the whole world will burn and it's almost on its way. So we just have to remember to, we're going to have to fight and it's going to be uncomfortable. And I think that like, um, I, I don't know, it, we've, I've never done something like this and I don't think that, you know, a lot of us haven't, but, um, I think we're ready and I think we have like the fire in us. And I think that it's time for us to really, really just step up our game. And I think that we have the ability and we have the drive and we have the passion to do it. Um, and I really do believe in like our generation and, yeah, I feel like Braveheart on his horse giving a speech, but I, I honestly, I, I really do believe in us, and I think that just, like, the people that I surround myself with, and, you know, like, Caitlin and just all my friends around me, I just, I'm very inspired by them, and I think that they're all just brilliant, loving, creative, passionate, but yet angry people, and I, I like, am so honored to be a part of their community, and I think that we're all going to be able to do great things. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah, and if you look at the, um, like, the map that was if only millennials voted, yeah, you can see just, like, such a huge difference mm-hmm. in, in, like, what's to come. And I know I read something that was, like, all the 14-year-olds in four years will be able to vote for the next president. Hell yeah, that's and so that's, great. That's Ugh. inspiring. Um, and we do have to keep that hope and keep that, like, 
anger and that bubbling passion that we feel Mm -hmm. um, because that's what's going to do it, you know? That's what's going to keep pushing. And I, I would definitely say, like, another thing that I've done is like listen to Obama speak about this listen to Hillary speak about like Mm -hmm. since the election and stuff um and to just hear in them that this is not something that's new that like there's always there's always things that go wrong and we don't win every fight but like the thing you have to do is keep pushing and keep pushing and keep going and pick yourself up and like that's what's gonna do it you know um And this just happens to be, like, one of the setbacks. Um, Yeah. But it's not going to stop us, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So this thing I'm going to read. And then we're going to move on to more One Direction stuff. Uh, If you wear a hijab, I'll sit with you on the train. If you're trans, I'll go to the bathroom with you. If you're a person of color, I'll stand with you if the cops stop you. If you're a person with disabilities, I'll hand you my megaphone. If you're an immigrant, I'll help you find your resources. If you're a survivor, I'll believe you. If you're a refugee, I'll make sure you're welcome. If you're a veteran, I'll take up your fight. If you're LGBTQ, I won't let anyone tell you you're broken. If you're a woman, I'll make sure you get home okay. If you're tired, me too. If you need a hug, I've got an infinite supply. If you need me, I'll be with you. All I ask is that you be with me too. Hmm. Um, and I know there's like tons of stuff like this and I think these all sort of make me feel better that there's just like community coming together um, especially Mm -hmm. online because I think so much of like online and social media was all at least the people I follow was all very much one way and like I do I'm very thankful that like celebrity culture and like Hollywood is more liberal and like I just can't imagine what it would be like if I felt like everyone that, like, is out there in the public eye just was completely against my views. Um, And so, like, there is just, like, a a lot of stuff you can see online um, and whatever that can be comforting like this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But definitely write in to us. Like Kara said earlier, Twitter is the best way to get in contact with us quickly. Um, we want to talk to you. We want to hear the good things you've been doing um, to try to make yourself happy or deal with this um, and all that type of stuff. So definitely write into us and, and find community in the in the One Direction. Find mm-hmm. strength in the One Direction community. Um, and if you want to just, like, vent to us and just, like, write us a long email about your thoughts because you, if you don't have anyone to do that to, um, if you, you know – feel free to, you know, mm-hmm. we have um, an email that you can write to talkdirection at gmail.com. Um, so, you know, if you, if you need to be negative for a bit and you just need to get your anger out, um, feel free to vent to us because I, yeah, I think that would be very isolating if you didn't have anyone to mm-hmm. talk to. Mm-hmm. I know that we love you and support you, mm-hmm. whoever you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything you're feeling is validated and everything you are is validated here. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we're going to move on to 1D stuff and try to whoo, have a little yeah. time to just yeah. like be happy, have a time that you guys can listen to this and like take your minds off of everything or mm-hmm. just be in the moment and indulge in something we all love, which is One Direction. Yep. Um, so we're going to be redoing news that 
we lost last week. I never listened to Kara's little introduction because we lost like 45 minutes of our show mm-hmm. last week, mm-hmm. which was not great. Sad but times. Sad really. times. And um, we are now going to redo some of the news. Not all of it, but some of it. And then we have an exciting main discussion, uh, which is apt to everything going on in the world right now. Um, But our first news story is that Louis went to the Pride of Britain Awards, which is an award show honoring Britain's unsung heroes who make the world a better place. Um, But a lot of, like, British celebrities go um, to this thing. And Louis walked the red carpet, and he looked very dapper. He's wearing this nice gray suit with, like, a skinny black tie. Um, His hair is just quiffed brilliantly. Um, I know Lou Teasdale... um, posted a picture on Instagram of uh, Louis' profile and, like, his hair all done up, and she had the caption, Salty Quiff for at Louis Tomlinson 91. Hashtag grooming by me, poop emoji. Um, and his profile just looks absolutely stunning here. Mm-hmm. Um, his hair, the, the way the light is hitting his hair and his eyelashes. It's angelic, honestly. It honestly is. He, and, like, everything else in the background is just, like, all fuzzy and blurry, and he just, like... Looks so handsome. So many heart emojis um, in the comments. I know. I mean, like heart eye emojis. I'm just like, that's true. Yeah. Um, and his whole outfit just looks really good. He looks so put together here. I know. Jesus. Um, and then also there were a lot of paparazzi pictures of Louis because he went out with his sister and his girlfriend as well. Um, and I wanted to say that I really loved his girlfriend's outfit. I've seen mm-hmm. this one before on her Instagram because she's posted a picture of it. But, like, it's this, like, golden-colored slip silky dress thing that looks like those, like, nighty kind of dresses that people are now wearing out. Um, and I just thought it looked really pretty, and I kind of want that dress. I know. It's such a good look. It just looks like a liquid gold. I know. Honestly. So pretty. Um, and I also chose this picture that I put on here because Louis was holding on to his girlfriend's hand and his sister's hand. And it just, like, made me feel like the warm protector Louis that we a lot of times talk about mm. where, like, he wants to be, like, protecting his younger siblings and, like, I don't know, sort of, like, warm feelings. So um, I put that one. And then also Matt Terry, who is an X Factor contestant this season, um, who looks identical to Louis, was also going to the... Um, Pride of Britain Awards. Is that what they're called? Mm-hmm, um, I think so. And uh, I was really hoping he would bump into Louis and, like, they'd get a picture together. And, of course, they did, which is amazing. Um, and in this picture, it's so funny because they look so much alike. Like, literally, their scruff and their smiles and their hair all quiffed up. Like, it, and their eyes. It just looks so it's alike. It's unreal. Honestly, unreal. And they're wearing very similar outfits with, like, the white shirt, the tie, the, like, gray suit. Um, and I'm just so happy we have this picture. It's a blessing, honestly. Like, they <laughs> honestly, like, me and Caitlin were talking about, like, how I just, like, want to know, like, what the interaction was. I know. That went down when they met. Because, like, I just feel like it'd be so trippy to see someone that looks so much like you. It would be so and, like, weird. And who also sings and is also on the X Factor. I like, know. how weird is that? It's so strange. So um, and they're quite close in age, because Louis's 24, and he's 23, Matt's 23, so, like, yeah. it just, it's all weird, and, like, I know there's people out there, like, aren't there supposed to be, like, a number of people out there who look pretty similar to yeah, you? Yeah, like, seven or eight or something Yeah, like that. and who knows if that's real science, but, like, there's <laughs> just, like, got to be people out there that look like you, you know, you'd think, um, yeah. besides siblings, 
Uh, but like, I just think that's so, so cool. I want to mm-hmm. find my twins. I know. Where are they? I don't Come know. Out. Exactly. Um, okay. And now we're going to move on to Nile news and there's a lot of Nile news. Um, Nile's been doing a lot of promo again for Newtown. He's been on like different radio shows. He was on the Today Show and on Sirius FM or XM or whatever the hell it is. Um, still haven't clarified it since last time I, uh, tried this news story. Um, but I've sort of been listening to a lot of them and tried to pull the interesting things he's said, because a lot of times things get repeated, stories get repeated, because, um, the audience listening to one radio show might be different, and they're not all 1D fans who listen to every single interview. Um, but he was talking on one of them about a song he wrote, um, about his grandfather. Uh, he was talking about, like, where he gets his inspiration from songs, and, He said he was at a Lumineers concert, um, and they sung a song about one of the, one of the band members' uncles who, um, went to war, and he never ended up meeting him because he was, the uncle died at war before Mm. the, the person was born, um, but it inspired that understanding that, like, someone wrote this song about his, like, uncle and about his family inspired Niall to write a song about his grandparents, Um, and Niall said that his grandmother died before he was born and his grandfather ended up sort of just like sort of cocooning himself in his house and not really going on and like going out after his grandmother died, which is just kind of really sad. God. Um, and, but I, I really do appreciate that Niall's like branching out and writing songs about other things. I think songs about family can be really great. Um, and... I'm excited, I guess, to see what variety of songs he has, knowing... And I hope this one about his grandfather does make the album. Yeah. Um, because I think I can relate to ones more about other things besides just, like, romantic love. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like a good variety is really important on an album, or, like, that's what I really like in albums, when they have a variety of, like, sort of messages. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, and there's also just, like, a... Like, I mean... Um, I don't know, if you've been listening to this podcast long enough that you know that, like, grand grandparents and grandfathers in general are, like, my weak spot, and, like, even just sometimes hearing the word grandpa can, um, burst, make me burst into tears, but, um, so, I mean, um, I can't imagine what this song will do to me, but I, I feel like I need to hear it, and, um, I hope that, I don't know, I just, I think that it would be a really, really interesting song topic, and I think that one that we haven't heard Niall talk, or, like, sing about, um, and I'd love to hear it, and I'm excited to see, like, all, like, the different, like, breadth of, um, topics that he'll mm-hmm. cover, because I, I really hope that it's, you know, more diverse. Yeah, I mean, we did get the song Don't Forget Where You Belong, which has been, like, one of his favorites, and he has said yeah. that on recent interviews, saying, like, he always loved that because it, to him it seemed like a fan favorite, because everyone used to get so excited about it, and I was mm-hmm. just like, oh my god, baby. I know, so cute. <laughs> like, oh. The fact that, like, he's so proud of his song because he knows we love it so much just is a good feeling. Um, And I hope we get more of that, whether they're songs about traveling or being in the band or fame or friendship, whatever it is. um, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, And we know that Niall will be recording this next month. month. Um, I know he's sent a lot of Snapchat or, like, Instagram story pictures of him in the studio, which is always nice to get those updates. Um, he said he's bringing in a big producer he uh, to like do the album. 
um, that apparently made one of his favorite albums in the past year. We don't know who it is, but we do know that Adele's producer, Greg Kirsten, worked on This Town um, with him, so I'm not sure if he'd be doing the whole thing or it's some other cool producer, but um, I'm excited to find out who that is. Um, and I another one that came out in a more recent interview was that he's writing with uh, a guy. So I think he's still doing some writing for the album. Hmm. Um, writing with a guy who wrote James Bay's Hold Back the River with, um, I don't know, I think James Bay wrote on it as well. Um, but I really love that song, and that's been, like, a big hit in the U.S. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so I'm excited about that. And I know, like, ever since we talked about Niall going solo, I talked about James Bay sort of sounding music, both for Niall and Harry, I think. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, and then on to Niall releasing another single early next year. Um he said that in an interview and that doesn't seem too far away now like early next year could be in january and like this end of the year always seems to go really quickly with finals and holidays and everything like that um so i'm sure we'll have a new song soon enough to discuss uh not that the album will be out until i think like late spring early summer um Mm -hmm. but i wanted to uh, sort of get into like where this town peaked on the charts and like how why it didn't go to number one and like what he can do for his next single to make it go to number one. Um, This town peaked at number nine on the UK charts and number 25 on the Billboard Hot 100, which is the US charting system. And I wanted to ask you why you think it didn't go to number one as his like first single after One Direction. Um, I think that like, since he dropped it out of the blue, I think that's always kind of a risky move, especially, um, since he we kind of did we know he was doing music before he dropped this i don't even know i feel like time is muddled <laughs> at this point i, I can't it was remember. like it was like a week before we were like niall's doing solo music and then oh. it was sort of like rumored that it was gonna happen and then it did happen so yeah so like that's like not enough time i don't know i feel like um with zane he had this huge exit out of one direction which yeah. gave him so so much press um and even he didn't, like, drop an album out of nowhere. So I just think that it was sort of a risky move, and it, like, didn't go terribly. He didn't go, like, he didn't sell, like, three salt, like three copies or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think that, like, with more uh, press and leading up to it and, like, a countdown and, you know, I think that if he dropped a, like, a big production music video on the same day, I think that would be very helpful and mm-hmm. um, do really well for him. Um I think that all these things could contribute and, like, really hype up the fans and just, like, kind of, like, start a fan campaign almost. Mm -hmm. Because fans can do a lot of stuff when you, like, you know, rally them up. Um, But I think that you can't just drop it out of nowhere. And maybe it works for the first one to just kind of, like, introduce and test the waters and stuff. But I think that, like, if you want to go all out and full throttle, like, you can. But just, like, do all the work and, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, set the groundwork and then kind of build up. Yeah, I agree. I think, and and also, like, This Town isn't necessarily a song that's going to get huge radio play. Um, When you compare it to something like Pillow Talk, which was the first song Zane dropped, Pillow Mm -hmm. Talk is a song that was going to do well on radio 100%, and it has, and it continues to play on radio. Um, This Town is just, like, a different type of song, um, and I think that's okay, you know? I don't think you have to drop, like, a huge radio hit right away. Um, 
But I, and, and Niall even has said himself that, like, if he wrote an album that was all songs like This Town, people would, like, go to sleep. It would be so boring. Um, Who said that? A concert. Niall said that. Oh. <laughs> he said if he played a concert of just, like, songs like This Town, people would be bored out of their minds. <laughs> um, so, like, it's not a song. At least he knows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's not a song that, like... I would say, oh, I thought that was going to do well on radio. I wonder why it didn't. It's just, like, a different type of song. It's a more slower sort of um, steady song that, like, you just chill to. Um, and I think, like you said, like, it was just sort of dropped out of the blue a bit. Um, more promo would be awesome. Um, and just having something maybe more upbeat or, like, dancey like fun sound like the fun as in the band like we are young or just something with like a really awesome catchy chorus that people can Mm -hmm. like jam to um I think for his next single something like that would be um better to get a number one you know yeah I agree um and then also Niall has been talking about touring um and he has to like sort of relearn how to perform and like sing every song uh of on on like sing every bit of every song um and entertain entertain a crowd alone which i think is funny because i was re-watching like old uh concerts concert videos to get into the um song analysis that we're doing Mm -hmm. um and like every boy has like a different bit where they're doing different things and like different people are manning different parts of the audience it's not like you're in charge of everyone and like every moment you have to be on like you can take a break and drink water and not feel like you need to quickly get back to the audience or need to be like entertaining them somehow um Mm -hmm. and that would be really different and like he was just talking about singing all of his own songs and just like a lot of different changes which is cool um also he was saying that he would start out at smaller venues um that's exciting which is very exciting yeah why do you say that's exciting here I mean, like, I feel like there's, a, like, definitely a more intimate connection with the performer in smaller venues. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, there's something really cool to see, like, uh, be in a huge stadium or arena with, um, an, uh, you know, a pop artist or whatever. But I think that, like, a smaller venue, you feel more connected to the artist. Um, Could you so, imagine yeah, I mean, if there was, like, general admissions and we get, like, front row at a Nile? <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like that would be so hard. We'd have to go, like, at least... 16 hours beforehand but yeah. I'd be willing to yeah so would I that would be we amazing. have to get prepared we'd have we to have do to a just... live show from the line <laughs> periscope <laughs> that would be great um, yeah but yeah I would love for Niall to play small venues and I really hope he comes to like our area um please and do. if he does his first Madison Square Garden show ever I'm so going to that I think yeah. it's really cool to be at like people's first Madison Square Garden shows because that's obviously a hugely well-known arena um, around the world and we're luckily quite close to it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's all very exciting. Niall talking about tour. I'm sure it's going to happen this summer. Um, and I wonder if he'll also, like, perform either One Direction songs. Like, he could maybe perform Don't Forget Where You Belong. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't I mean, know that's like a Nile song. Oh. Yeah. Uh. But. I mean, because I know, like, I've talked about this before, but Brandon Flowers of The Killers performs killer songs mm-hmm. um, during his own concerts, so, That's I mean. That's so cool. Yeah. I hope Niall performs some. Um, mm. 
and what else and also like perhaps covers because like if you have a certain number of songs like if he only has like he was saying if he only had 12 songs in the album he wanted to sing them all for his concert but a lot of times like one direction concerts played like 22 songs i mean that's Mm -hmm. that's an outrageously large number um especially like given how you do the songs i know ed sheeran's songs end up being like eight minutes long when they're like (laughs) at a live concert just because yeah. he, like, adds in a whole bunch of things, which I think could be really cool because then you get sort of, like, the difference. I would love to see Niall have, like, different live show songs compared to, like, Ooh, yeah. album songs. Um, but I I don't know if he might do covers of songs, perhaps. Um, and then he was also talking about, like, building a band to... I mean, he's going to be playing his guitar, but, like, having other, other music- musicians playing other instruments. Uh, and we know the One Direction band has been... Uh, with 1D since the beginning. And Sandy, who was the bass player back for One Direction, Niall said he was thinking of, like, bringing him out with him, um, which is really nice, because I know Niall's quite good friends with them. Um, So all of that is what he's going to be doing, and I'm excited that he's giving us all this information. He seems very open with, like, his secrets, so (laughs) it's nice. Um, Can you even call them secrets when it's Niall? (laughs) Like, yeah. But this is all good stuff to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Last time we also did the news, we talked about Niall on A League of Their Own and the remix to This Town. Um, we're not going to like rehash all of that stuff, but you can definitely listen to the remix. And I would definitely suggest watching him on A League of Their Own because it was quite funny. Um, and it's a good show. And James Corden's, Corden is there. And Nick Grimshaw's there. And some other comedians are there. And it's a good laugh. Um But now we're going to move into our song analysis, and today we're doing the song Strong, Um, and I thought that in light of everything, this would be an appropriate song analysis to do. Karen and I both really love this song, and it's definitely a song that we, like, associate with, like, friendship love and, um, like, more than just romantic love, talking about One Direction songs and just, like, feeling together, feeling supported, Um, and I just, like, get really good feelings from this song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think, and as we go through this, um, like analysis, I'll bring this up again, but like, especially in U.S. culture, there's such a push for individualism, mm-hmm. um, and like being your own self and being an individual and going your own way and doing whatever you want and you can do it yourself and you can put your mind to it and you'll like conquer your dreams And, like, well, that's all well and good for some things. Um, We sort of lose sight of community. And in a lot of other cultures, community, sort of community, like, uh, thinking and community support is so much more pushed. Um, And we we forget that community is so important and that we do need each other and it's okay to rely on each other and it's okay to, like, be together and move as one rather than, like, being like, I'm the best and I'm going to be an individual and do all these things. Um, yeah. So that's just something I want to keep in mind as we go forward with this song analysis. Um, yeah, so, so Strong is the seventh song on Midnight Memories, and it was released as a promotional single on November 18th, along with Midnight Memories and Diana. Um, and this song was written by Julian Bonetta, Jamie Scott, John Ryan, and Louis Tomlinson. And I definitely associate Strong, strong with Louis for sure. Yeah. Um, and Julian actually talked about the song in an MTV interview. Um, and this is all coming from Wikipedia, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he said, 
Um, we got into this discussion about how when you tell someone, like, I need you, I love you, and I need you, because you make me strong, essentially you can scare someone off. It's pressure, so people just kind of run from it. So mm-hmm. that's what the lyric is. It's saying, I'm sorry if I say this, but F it. It was just sort of a thing that I think all guys feel, having to uphold a woman who I love, I'm strong philosophy, and kind of throwing that idea out the window. Um, and now, that was very wordy, especially the way I read it, because uh, I didn't know what was coming, and when he was talking about he was talking about it, not reading it. Um, but I think what he's trying to say is that um, men have this uh, stereotype that they have to be, like, the strong ones, they can't show their emotions, they can't be weak, they have to, like, be the protector of the woman, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And he's saying, like, uh, we're kind of throwing that idea out the window. Like, I don't like the idea that a guy has to be, like, the one who's always strong and, like, the woman can be strong and you can rely on each other um, if you're in, like, that type of relationship. Um, and that, like, it's okay to be emotional um, and weak at some times and to rely on other people. Um, mm-hmm. Which I guess that's where, like, the idea of the song came from. Um but obviously there's so many more interpretations to it, and we're going to get into that as we go, but I thought it was just interesting to hear from one of the songwriters um, what they thought about it. Um, do you remember Kara hearing Strong for the first time? I kind of can't. Um, I think that, like, um, when Midnight Memories leaked, because I was one of those heathens that listened to yeah. it when it leaked um, in freshman year of college, um, I it kind of all was hitting me at once and I just happily stood out to me. Nothing else really stands out to me in my memory um, because I was listening to like clips of them and I would go to like, oh, I want to listen to this one and this one, this one, this one. Mm-hmm. And I was like not savoring it at all. I was literally, <laughs> I like basically was listening to five songs at once, oh which would make God. no sense. But um, I do remember listening to Strong a lot um, during my freshman year of college. Um, and I just remember I have vivid memories of kind of like after – um, you know, maybe like a rough day of classes or whatever, kind of walking through campus, um, listening to Strong and just like kind of feeling a little strong and like warmth and just supported. Um, and just it's like one of those songs that like the lyrics make you feel, I don't know, um, good and this the music matches really well. I think that just like the we'll talk about it later, I guess, the like the swelling of the mm-hmm. instruments and just kind of like you feel like power and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember my first time listening to it. I was in my room, uh, and I was getting ready in the morning, and I listened to it and just, like, really, really liked it and then continued to listen to it. It was definitely one of my immediate favorites. Um, I'd love to go back to, like, watch me listening to these. I know! Oh, my God. And, like, read my mind. Yeah, because I feel like, especially, like, as a 1D fandom person, like, it was more new to the fandom back then. Um, like maybe been in the fandom a year and like now it's been a lot more in like 12 years basically (laughs) exactly so much has happened um (laughs) so I just like to watch younger me as a freshie listening to this wow what an innocent soul I know (laughs) god (sighs) never mind I'm not gonna say (laughs) what I want to say um also you sound kind of muffled what's with that oh sorry I have blankets on me (laughs) Wait, can you still hear me now? Yeah, I can still hear you, but it sounds like you're talking, like, through blankets. 
Oh, I was. <laughs> I didn't realize. I just like just want all blankets on me right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, um, uh, what does this song you said um, that like whenever you're feeling sort of sad or needed strength, like you listen to this song? Were there other moments or like that this song has been important to you in your life? Um, I just think that. This is the One Direction song that, like, if I was going to point to, like, how I want any relationship in my life to be romantic or not, like, this is the kind of song that I want, um, mm-hmm. I would point to. Um, and it just, like, is feels very validating to, like, have that come from a One Direction song, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, um, you know, you don't always expect that. Sometimes you get, you know, Steal My Girl and sometimes you get Strong. Um, <laughs> and so I really value the strong moments. Mm-hmm. It's a mixed bunch you get with 1D. It really is. You know, life is a box of One Direction songs. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Too true. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Like, this song, I feel like I stick it on so many of my playlists that I make um, <laughs> because I love it so much and it is so empowering. Like, it's definitely a song I like to listen to when I get ready or, like, I'm like, I need to shave my legs and, like, listen to Girl Almighty and Strong and, like, be empowered. Um, I also it makes me think of like warm and comfort and stuff and I'll stick it on those playlists. Just like whenever I'm feeling kind of like down or like needing that extra boost, this is a song I definitely turn to. Um, I know I said definitely like five times in that like little. Oh, I didn't even notice because I'm the type of person. My friends always make fun of me because one time deadly serious, I said, um, honestly, if I'm being honest and like just went on and they always bring that up and like, I just, I'm that kind of person. So no worries here, my friends. It can friend. be hard when you're talking live, like. I just, to... I mean, how do you not talk live? <laughs> but I mean like recording and like yeah, using you're right. the words and the language and stuff. Yep, when you're just talking and using the words. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, I'm just proving my point as I continue to speak. <laughs> Um, and then also I want to talk about this song, like, in the fandom, too. I think it's been, like, definitely a fan favorite. Um, and as I was watching, like, the, these are the songs I was watching, like, the live performances of Strong, and just hearing the audience at this point, like, listening, Mm. singing this song, and even just remembering from us being there at, like, concerts singing this song, I think it really is a moment, because it's, like, a song that everyone can relate to and like also singing it to the people that do make you strong a lot of times oh. one direction makes you strong and they're singing it to you and you're singing it to them and like the fandoms around you and that makes you strong um i just think there's like a whole bunch of like love and passion in like the audience watching those um back it's cool to see mm. um so now we're going to go into the lyrical analysis um Let's start off with the title, as usual. Um, I never understand why you do this, because, like, I feel like One Direction titles are always just, like, you know. Yeah, but it's fun, too. Because, like, I guess once in a true. while, titles are important. you'll get a title that I have something to say something about. But I feel like even when I don't, we need to, like, follow the same format. Oh, my God. So, what do you think of the title, Strong, Kara? I think it's a strong title. That's hey. what I said. Oh, wow. my God. Why are we the worst? Good, strong title. Um, I like the title. I think it fits. <laughs> I hate If we could do a montage, it would literally just be Caitlin saying that in the same intonation every time. 
<laughs> oh, yes. If someone has the time to do that, go ahead. Um, <laughs> let's move on to our verse. First verse. Um, and this is sung by Zane and then Liam. Wow. TBT to Zane. <laughs> I know. Watching the concerts of uh, videos with him in it was so strange. Um, and then I watched one where Harry, it was like after Zane left and Harry did Zane's parts and he was awesome. So, <laughs> but anyway, back to this. My hands, your hands, tied up like two ships, drifting, weightless, waves try to break it. I'd do anything to save it. Why is it so hard to say it? My heart, your heart, sit tight like bookends, pages between us written with no end. So many words we're not saying. Don't want to wait till it's gone. You make me strong. Um... And this also, sort of before the verse, it starts with this, like, fast, like, guitar sort of sound. Holy <laughs> Shut up. I literally wrote, da, 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 da. I mean, you're not wrong. Like. <laughs> but, like, I just really like it. Um, and then Zane starts us off, um, which I thought was, like, listening back. Not only am I sort of adjusting back to hearing Zane, um, but, like, I, I feel like he doesn't usually start off songs and it's yeah, not like right. in these sort of, especially on a song like strong where I feel like it's very like deep and like mahogany and like, I have a lot That's of words. So perfect. <laughs> what the heck? Um, and like, it just like, then we have Zane, which like, I don't associate with this sort of, I would feel like more Harry or Louie, like sort of sounding um, voice. Um, but Zane starts it off. Um, and uh, I guess let's go to the first thing. Mm-hmm. We have the my hands, your hands tied up like two ships, drifting weightless weights to break it, which is so beautiful. And this is like, I know in a lot of 1D songs at this point, they didn't use such like intense imagery. Um, and this was definitely a shift to some very like, um, like metaphorical, beautiful imagery mm-hmm. um, type of stuff. Uh, I, I say that and I'm like, type of stuff. <laughs> oh my god, me. <laughs> um, I, language is hard. Um, but to, to me, this is like, and we did talk about this one on our water episode, just like their relationship, they, it's literally like their boats on this water and the waves around them are sort of trying to break them and they're just floating maybe with no control. <laughs> um, and the waves are like trying to break their relationship, whoever it is. Or t- not even just the relationship, just like things are coming at you and life is hard and mm-hmm. you're sort of tied together with this other person or these other people um, and you're trying to find support with each other being two ships um, together on like the ocean that is life. Um, yeah, what do you think of that? those first two lines? I think it's so interesting because tied up can mean like they're tied together, but also um, like tied apart you know what I mean like tied mm. so they can never be so it's, it's like so interesting because it's kind of like um it seems like they're tied together but like you never know mm-hmm. like it could it but also I think that there's um depth in the kind of like unknown um of that um and also I think the weightless waves trying to break it I think because um the the it kind of runs over um mm-hmm. the weightless it almost feels like the waves are weightless and it almost mm. seems like a, like kind of like silent um I don't know, like, silent oppressors or, like, slingers of hate or just, like, 
like a more maniacal, but like I don't know. It it kind of obviously this is coming from the climate of the my yeah. country that I'm living in, but uh, definitely I think that like um, those are that can be as deadly as um, you know waves that mm-hmm. are loud. Um, but yeah, I think that this is so strong to me. I think that like um, extended metaphor is really well done here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that like with um, the ocean and the boats and the waves, I think. It's really good, um, and I'm proud of them. Um, also, there was this quote that like isn't completely related to this, but um, I saw it on Tumblr in um, like this I don't know someone's journal they um, painted, and it was really beautiful. And um, it says um, she is constant like the waves, which I think is so beautiful and interesting it's because really obviously, pretty. you know, like waves are always changing, but they're constant, but they're different. It just I just I really liked that. Um, so I mean, I think this fits with mm-hmm. this song. Yeah, and I also really like the, um, just the sound of weightless waves. So um, good. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me, if you think of, like, the beautiful sounds in Olivia, um, like, there's a lot of that sort of, uh, word, word soundy play, like, assonance and stuff, um, and mm-hmm. weightless waves is just really, really pretty. Is that alliteration? Is that one the... Um, yeah, there's alliteration here with, like, the W's, but also assonance yeah. with the A sound. Which is, uh, like, okay. similar vowel sounds. Okay, cool. I always, like, get that confused, which is bad because I'm literally in a grad-level poetry <laughs> class, but I've never taken a poetry class, so anyway, carry on. <laughs> yeah, I just, I really love that. Um, and I think also if you look at the rhyming in this, we've seen rhyming from one direction that can be often cheesy and, like, very, <laughs> like, uh very like straightforward rhyming that you're like why did you even include that just to get the mm-hmm. rhyme like what does that mean is that important and I think a lot of the rhymes here um like gone and strong are like they're not like I don't know it just it to me like it feels like they picked their words more carefully and didn't worry so much about like being super super rhymy it was like yeah like cat and Matt. <laughs> yeah exactly it's not like that it's not like they just picked a word like, because it rhymed, it felt like they were more careful about their word choice and, like, different words mattered more. And it, like, shows with the imagery and, like, the sound of it. And just there's a lot of good things um, about the songwriting in this song. Mm-hmm. Um, then, I do anything to say that why is it so hard to say it? Um, to me, I guess this can be, like, this confuses me a bit because um, it's, like, I do anything to save, like, our relationship. Or something. I guess it could be what whatever it is, um, like that you're trying to save. But to me, in like the relationship storyline, it's like I'd do anything to try to save our relationship. It seems mm-hmm. to be like maybe it's a little bit fragile at this moment. Like, why is it so hard to say it? I.e., like say I love you, or say I care mm-hmm. about you, or say that you make me strong. Like, why am I mm-hmm. having such a hard time to say this? Um, like, even though I want to do everything and everything means saying it, um, but I'm yeah. still struggling. What did you think of those two lines? Um, I mean, yeah, I think I, I definitely agree with you. And I think that um, um, taking with what Julian said, um, there's definitely seemed to be a conflict because saying it could like either save it or break it further mm-hmm. and break it un, like unrepairably. Um, so um, I think that was good of them to um, introduce that idea early on in the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it sounds, it's very like um, quick with like, say it, save it. Mm-hmm. I think that like, it sounds really interesting and good. Um, 
interesting and good. I, I need some new <laughs> new uh, adjectives there. But you know, I, I, you I used maniacal with... before, which was nice. Like oh, I thank you. Um, yeah, I'll try to get some like positive uh, adjectives in there because maniacal is <laughs> the most uh, positive ones. Um, okay, then moving on to this next imagery we have here: my heart, your heart, sit tight, like book bookends, pages between us, written with no end. Um, again, so pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you think of like the bookends, which often sit at the end of like a shelf of books or a, a thing of books and they like hold the books together and like press on either side. Um, and it's saying their hearts sit next to each other. Um, but like have all these pages written in the pages to me were like, they have a history. Um, mm. they have like stories and experience things they did together. Um, but there's still more pages that they haven't written. And there's a lot of pages to fill because like they're going to like be with each other and be in each other's lives. Um, for more time um but at the same time even though they have all these words written between us there's still things that they haven't said and like they haven't been blatant Mm -hmm. about like how much they care about each other or how much they need each other um and this person is saying like I don't want to wait until it's too late to tell you that I care about you or to tell you that I needed you um and they say like you make me strong what did Mm. you think of like that imagery I think it's so, oh God, I need to stop saying strong, like, um, I need a new one, um, but it is, it's just really strong, I think that, like, oceans and then book imagery, are you kidding me? So good, like, they're just, it's all this, like, (sighs) it's very, like I said, like, mahogany feeling, and, like, like, I I think of, like, a rich fireplace, and, like, yeah, or, like, I just, like, I just, yeah, like, deep, dark wood and, yeah. like, dark blue oceans, mm-hmm. kind of, like, tumultuous, um, but also at the same time, like, beautiful, like, crashing waves. Um, mm-hmm. I just, uh, like, in a giant, like, regal bookcases and, like, a yeah. comfy leather seat um, and candles yeah. um, and, like, knowing that you're loved and just sitting there and just, you know, you have, you know, you can read so much mm-hmm. and you're reading a book that you love right now. That's how this song feels to me. Um, And um, I think that this this line is kind of like... I didn't realize it was kind of a bit sad um, uh, because when I hear it, I'm just like, that's nice. They're just sitting tight. Like, they're next to each other. Mm -hmm. But, like, bookends are, like, separated by things. Mm -hmm. So, like, they're together, but they're also separated. Um, And so I think that they kind of have to, like, go through the books and, like, go through the journey Mm -hmm. to, like, get to each other. Um, um, and you know, they have like, that has to be done through words Mm -hmm. that they haven't said yet. So I think that the books and the words are like, what's pulling them apart, not pulling them apart, but keeping them apart. Wow. I never thought of the books as like sort of, uh, an obstacle. I always thought of them as like, you know, like this was the story of our lives and we've written it, Mm. you know, but it could be both. Yeah. It's both actually. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the sort of obstacle looking view. Mm, Um, and then... Uh, how about, like, just the line, you make me strong? Why do you think that's such an awesome line? <laughs> or do you? <laughs> <laughs> that pointed question, I mean, obviously, yes. Arguably. Why do you Arguably, think? it is very good. <laughs> um, I mean, dude, it's so good. Like, I just, I think that, like, um, you know, all of the people singing this um, in One Direction are men. And I think that, like, um, our culture... Uh, Western culture is just very men have to be the ones who 
are the strength of the universe and like they have to get that strength from themselves and no one else and they have to go defeat the Trojans. I don't know why I'm like, that's just what men do, you know, go fight a bear and rip off its head with Mm -hmm. its, your teeth. Um, But I think that like being able to admit that you get your strength from other people is very powerful and very necessary Mm -hmm. because, you know, no man is an island, which also fits um, with this whole, you know, (laughs) ocean imagery. Um, And I think that like in a partnership, in a relationship, in a friendship, um, in like a familial relationship, I think that like just um, being able to tell someone that you appreciate them is so important. And I think that like, um, now more than ever, it's so important to just like be forthright with your love and caring and compassion. Um, but yeah, I just, I think that like, I always, always, um, I value people who are able to, um, express their gratitude and love for people in their lives. And I try to be one of those people who do it often and as much as I can and sincerely and sincerely and genuinely. Um, and uh, I mean, I love that One Direction is doing it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Cause there's this like trope that all guys are like terrible at sharing their emotions and like, God, they so shouldn't. boring. I hate that. Yeah. I know. And, and this is like, screw that. Like, I need you. Like I Let me write this ocean song, you yeah, know? Yeah. This beautiful ocean book song. Yeah. And if if it is if you think of this song as directed to a woman as well, not that it is, but if you do think of it in that light, it's also then saying that a woman can be strong. Um mm-hmm. if she's the other side of it. Uh that like she can be the one who's sort of like protecting um whoever it is. So that's also, like, the other side of getting rid of that stereotype that women are weak and they need to be taken care of and they need someone to be strong for them um, and flipping it on the head and saying, I'll be strong for you. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's just, like, an awesome phrase. It's Mm. just, like, so universal. Um, Okay, then we go to the chorus and Harry sings this bit or his voice is the loudest at this bit and the other guys (laughs) are doing harmonies. Um, I'm sorry if I say I need you, but I don't care. I'm not scared of love. Because when I'm not with you, I'm weaker. Is that so wrong? Is it so wrong that you make me strong? Um, and I really love building up to the chorus. There's like this sort of like anticipation pause thing where like it goes a little mm-hmm. bit quieter. And then like it surges into it, which is really awesome. Um, and I think Harry's voice sounds really lovely. You get that sort of like richness of his voice, um, which fits oh, well. Yeah. Um, and here, I think it's very similar to what we were saying, like, you're, like, I'm, like, the person saying, like, I'm sorry, but, like, I need you, like, I'm not scared to say it, um, like, I'm not scared to show my emotions, I'm not scared to tell you I love you, and that I need you in my life, um, and I think, uh, again, it has, like, that individualism versus community thing, like, you're not supposed to need other people to do things a lot of times. You're supposed to mm-hmm. be able to do everything on your own and succeed on your own. Um, but that's not always the case. And, like, I think we all need people to support us. Um, and I think support and friendship is good. And having people in our lives that lift up, up lift us up is good. Um, yeah. What do you think, Kara? Um, I think that... I completely lost what I was going to say. I think that this whole thing is just kind of like a banner that says like, 
um, saying what you feel will always be better than apathy and like, mm-hmm. or like feigning apathy. I just feel like there's a whole, there's also a whole culture of like, um, trying to be like too cool and just like being like, you know, like being emotionless is like the way to go. Mm-hmm. And like the, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, I definitely felt that when I was younger, but now I'm just like, the coolest thing you could do is honestly just like put yourself out there and like love, um, abundantly and like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that like saying what you feel is like so scary, but I think that like in the long run, it's like best for everyone and best for you, especially, um, because you know, that whole quote that's like, you won't remember what you did, but what you didn't do. Um, or like you won't regret what you, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that it's very powerful to say, I'm not scared of love. Um, um, and yeah. Yeah. And I think also we talk a lot about like, sometimes in One Direction songs or just in songs in general, we can get upset when it seems like um, the singer is suggesting that other people have to have someone else in order to be happy or have to be in a relationship in order to be happy or in order to Mm -hmm. be fulfilled or a full person. Um, And, like, it almost makes, like, thinking about, like, Steal My Girl and some of the other lines in songs, it almost makes it seem like someone's not not a complete person without someone else and um I just don't think that that thinking applies in this song I think it's all about context um and like what the song is saying and I don't think the person is saying that they're not a full person without someone else but they're just saying like I'm weaker with someone else and you make me stronger and I like having you in my life because you build me up. It's not saying that if I don't have you that I'm worthless, but it's saying like I want to surround myself with people that make me feel stronger and make me I can be make me feel like I can be even more myself and feel comfortable and feel empowered. Um and I really love that about this. Plus plus the fact that it doesn't feel like a song where it's about like someone owning somewhere else, someone else or like yeah, a possessive relationship thing and it's coming from like a person saying they're the ones rather than someone sort of putting it on someone else that they're not a full person it's them talking about themselves um, so it's different in that way and like this isn't a song that's just about romantic love it's about a lot of other types of love and I think that all suggests that that is not the story that's going on here yeah and it definitely just feels like um, it feels very human because it's not saying like you're perfect and I'm, I need you to, like, I need to, like, suck the life out of you and, like, take all your power and, like, you know, um, I, I just think it feels very human to be, like, I'm afraid to say this, um, because humans are unpredictable and I don't know how you'll react to this, but, like, I need to do this, um, because I love you and I want to, like, tell you, Mm -hmm. um, and I think, it, it just like also with um, all the questions in it, it feels very human too mm-hmm. because it's not like um, a statement. It's just kind of like, I don't know how you're going to react, yeah. but um, I guess I have to do this. And it just like, it's so, it's like up in the air, but also just um, they, I don't know, they definitely seem like they're um, trying to convince them, the other person, that it's like okay to like express yourself and say stuff. Yeah. And, and while it doesn't say it, I feel that the other person also is it's felt feel strong with the person who's singing i feel like it's a yeah. two-way street or whatever yeah, way it street. feels that way um it feels like it's reciprocated it's not just one way even though we yeah. don't get that response from the other person yeah um 
Um, oh, before I forget, I wanted to talk about, like, the music in this. Um, you talked about it earlier, but I forgot to jump in for yeah. some reason. Um, I think that it's so interesting, and also I like the word that you use, surge, because I was thinking that it was, like, it, it feels like it's, like, swelling and, like, the mm. crashing of a wave, because yeah. it, there is, like, a lot of, like, sort of, um, you know, differences in, not tempo, but, like, I don't, I guess it's tempo? I don't know, just, like, kind of, like, this, the loudness or the softness mm-hmm. in the song, and it definitely feels, like, sort of, like, cyclical and sort of feels, like waves coming in and out and it's you know not like um not I don't want to say stilted like end of the day but like end of the day is somewhat stilted Mm -hmm. but it it feels very natural and rhythmic and um just like you know like ocean waves so I think they Mm -hmm. did that very well yeah it's like almost as if they're like thinking these things and then they like bam come out and say it through the chorus and then they like pull back and then it's sort of like um quiet again and more stilted or whatever it is um and then like bam, you make me strong, like, and Mm -hmm. it is, like, that ocean, sort of the waves washing up. Um, Mm -hmm. I would love to be able to listen to each song with just the music. I know they do have copies of that. We should try to find them each time we do this, because that would be really cool, Um, just to focus on the music, because I try to, like, have a listen where I just listen to the music, but you're also listening to the the words as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, the next verse is, Think of how much love that's been wasted. People always try to escape it. Move on to stop their heartbreaking. But there's nothing I'm running from. You make me strong. Um, I love Louis on this song, on this bit, just because it feels like his song and his voice goes really, really well with this. Um, It just has that like raspy feel that fits everything we've talked about. Um, And I think here he's saying that a lot of people, when they sort of get close to someone can get scared and feel Mm -hmm. like oh no I might get hurt or like this is too much for me let me pull back let me not be like upfront with my feelings um and he's saying like think about how much love is wasted in the world because people do get scared or don't say it or don't show people that they care about them when they have the chance um and he's not gonna let that happen um and like there's nothing he's scared of anymore. He's just going to put it all out there because he doesn't care. Um, He's, like, not running from anything. And also, I think that goes back to, too, again, like, the stereotypes of men in relationships that, like, they are scared to commit or, like, they want to run away when, like, feelings get real. Um, And I don't think... I think that's just a stereotype. I don't think that's, like, an actuality. Um, Anyone of all genders can be afraid of emotion. Literally. literally. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And uh, I just, I really like this honesty and this part of saying, like, I've seen seen other people, maybe, like, friends do this, but I'm not going to be one of them. Like, I'm just going to be upfront with you. Yeah, and it's such such an act of bravery. Um, And I think that, like, we see throughout um, the song the uh, speaker getting more and more brave. because uh, we're not seeing as much um, questioning in the verses, mm. at least. Um, and so these are definitely more statements. It's like, I'm not going to be that person. I can't be. I need to not be part of, like, the millions of gallons of love that is wasted. Um, oh, that's and, such a beautiful thing. I love that, yeah, like, imagery I, again. Yeah, I just, and I love they still end with you make me strong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And again, we have like from and strong sort of being like the rhyming words, which again makes mm. me think they chose the words purposely. Like they chose from without choosing a, a, a one that like ended in ong 
like from God. and strong can like they have the same sort of sounds it's like slant rhyme a bit yeah I need to like learn how to do that because I feel like that's such a good talent like just like skill to have is like slant rhyme and not just I don't know. Yeah, cool. I mean rhymezone.com has near rhymes, like close <laughs> rhymes, slant rhymes. So nice. It's definitely an option if you don't want to be too rhymy rhymy. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we go to the chorus again, uh, and this is Harry, and it's the same thing except at the end he says, "Is that so wrong? Is it so wrong?" Rather than saying strong. Um, so it's a little bit switched switched up, and here we have questioning again. And to me, I felt like the questioning at this part just, like, um, felt like the speaker was questioning why the world does make these stereotypes and why the world is mm. like that, trying to yeah. force people out of, like, showing love and being like, is it so wrong? Is it honestly so wrong to love? Yeah. Like, what the hell is wrong with that? Why can't I show my love? Like, why is the world like this? Is it, like, why is it so wrong? Um, I, it definitely does seem like they're speaking to the world and outside world not to their partner yeah it definitely does seem like that i think that's like why i had trouble grappling with it because i was like i don't know it kind of seems um pained and like angry almost um maybe not angry but sort of just like exasperated Mm -hmm. and i think they wouldn't uh say that to this person that probably is feeling similarly so it definitely makes sense that they're talking to the outside world Mm -hmm. yeah because it doesn't seem to me like they've said i love you and now someone's like oh i didn't like that and they're like yeah wrong that i said that like why Mm -hmm. and it seems like they're just kind of like questioning why the world is this way Mm -hmm. um anything else about this chorus kara no, but I'm just getting so much love in my heart for this song. Aww, Dang. Me too. I feel like every time we discuss it, now, like, going back and listening, uh, any song, going back and listening, I feel like I come with, like, ten times more, like, thoughts on it and, like, feelings mm-hmm. with the song and form new bridges in my mind and my soul. Bridges over this ocean. Yes. That's not how oceans <laughs> work, but... Speaking of bridges, <laughs> Zayn and Niall sing this bridge of the song. Oh my god, that flawless <laughs> transition, no. Thank you. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, they sing this a bit, and it is, So baby, hold on to my heart. Oh, sorry, Zane sings this bit, and then Niall sings mm-hmm. the next bit. They were together, but I ended up breaking them up. I don't really know which part's the bridge, but it felt like more Zane part was the actual God, too real bridge. to Zyle. <laughs> um, so baby, hold on to my heart. Yeah, need you to keep me from falling apart. I'll always hold on because you make me strong. Um, and this part sounds a lot more like what I'm used to Zane doing. It's very sort of strung out yeah. and like I love it wispy and like I know when he did it on stage, he really took his own with it and did different like runs with his voice, which was always cool. Um, and like I, I'm just thinking about like when Zane said, like, I would try to ask to do some um, parts more R&B, and, like, I wasn't able to with One Direction, and just trying to, like, think of the parts, like, when he did do live performances, I feel like that came out more, like, yeah, you're right, him taking more freedom with the songs, and I think this is a part where, like, that would happen. Um, I wonder if he, like, did that as, like, kind of an act of, like, rebellion Ooh. like almost I don't know I like want to ask him I wonder if he like purposely did that or just like he just like felt like it was right and yeah. like it was kind of just instinctual yeah because also like fans love that type of stuff too so good yeah and we all would cheer at that and like whenever he did something really cool with his voice and the boys would say it too like I know yeah. Liam definitely commented on Zane doing like fun <laughs> funky things with his voice 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, it, this was very like classic Zane part here for me. Um, mm. and I like this imagery of the person saying like, hold on to my heart. I know we've talked about, um, 1D imagery where they're like giving each other their hearts or like saying like, I'm trusting you with this. Um, I forget which song I'm thinking of that had like heart imagery, but, um, they're saying like, I'm putting it out on the line. Here's my heart. I'm trusting you to keep it safe. Um, and then we have, like, I need you to keep me from falling apart. It obviously seems like there's a lot of stress in this person's life or just, like, general world things that suck. And I think without other people, it can feel like you're falling apart. And they, Mm -hmm. maybe this is, like, a moment, especially where, like, things are tough and they really need the support of the people they love around them, helping them and, like, holding their heart for them. Mm -hmm. Um... What do you think of the first bit of this? I think it's really powerful. Um, and I think that this is like a place that we see that it goes um, both ways, that they're helping each other out. Mm-hmm. Um, like, hold on to my heart. And um, I mean, later on, it says like, I'll hold on to yours, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't say that, but it just definitely seems like a partnership where they both make each other song, but uh, strong. But here, like he's talking about that like, they make him strong. Mm -hmm. I didn't even realize that I'll always hold on could be to their heart. I was just thinking of it, like, I'll always hold on to you in this relationship, but I love that. Like, I'll hold Mm -hmm. on to your heart as you hold on to mine. Mm -hmm. I think that's so cool. Yeah, and it also just, like, feels like hold on to my heart almost seems like, because then the next line is, like, need you to keep me from falling apart, but it's, like, hold on to my heart seems like the kind of thing that, like, um they're doing to like help them you know what I mean it's like it, I, I'm just picturing like in like th- the throes of like an action movie like someone's on their hoverboard and like <laughs> telling someone else to like grab onto their hand and jump uh-huh. on to and that's like kind of um like hold on to my heart that's a hoverboard I guess in the future um and <laughs> this is getting away from me but that's like how I'm taking it it just like kind of just like it's it can go both ways like hold on to my heart and kind of like keep it in your hands and keep it like safe and keep it from breaking but also like hold on to my heart and like I'll take you away from this and like help you and hoverboard you out of here because you make me strong (laughs) oh so good okay then we go into Niall and he says I'm sorry if I say I need you but I don't care I'm not scared of of love because when I'm not weak with you I'm weaker is that so wrong is that so wrong so that's like a repeated bit which I realized halfway through I was speaking so I decided to finish (laughs) it (laughs) um and I just at this part it was more musically that I noticed a difference was that the sound really cuts out after the bridge um yeah and it's quite quiet and you can really hear Niall's voice um and sort of like the loud music in the background goes away um and it just feels like a bit of a more intimate moment I don't know if this is the moment like he's actually talking to the person he's wanted to talk to Mm. or like what's happening um but like it just feels like it's a very like sort of intimate quiet moment um and you can really hear his voice uh, and I really like it yeah I definitely agree I like the thought of that being like the final moment that like has led up Mm -hmm. it's led up to yeah um and then we have the chorus again um and um, just, there's a lot of the boys singing, and I think, like, in concert at this moment, when I was listening to the live things, I mean, throughout the whole song, too, you could just really hear the harmonies well, um, which I feel like you can't hear as much when you're listening to it, um, in your headphones, 
Um, and I just, like, especially notice at the end a lot of the harmonies. And, like, Niall sings, like, a completely different part than, like, if you were singing along to the song, you would sing. Uh, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool to, like, hear the differences in that. Um, and just, again, with, I feel like at the end here, it just really feels like it's that surge of, like, really, like, we feel strong together. We're in this together. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we're going to come together to build up and to um, support each other in whatever it is, whatever things are going on, whether it's like big world things or we need to come together as communities to make change or if it's just like intimate relation thing, relationship things. Um, I just, I really, really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have anything else about the end of this song? Um, I think that it's powerful that it ends on the word strong. Mm-hmm. Um, my professor the other day was talking about how you should always try to end paragraphs on, like, an action word or a powerful word. Um, and, like, especially, like, the ending of, like, a, what's it called? Um, a paper, an essay. Like, you always should end on a very strong word, not just, like, something, like, just two or, mm-hmm. but you can't end with two. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. something that's kind of just, like, blasé or just, like, kind of boring with, like, a, like something that packs a punch. And I think the fact that strong is the ending word, like, really, it resonates with you and just, like, like... It just encapsulates a whole song. Obviously, it's called Strong, but I think that, yeah, it's it's most perfect thing that you could end on. And also that it's a question, also very... Because this entire song is kind of a question. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, like, it went from questioning to more statements to back questions. And I think that, you know, it's, it's again, cyclical and, and waves and, you know, um, the whole, like... Um, humans relationship is not always guaranteed and there's like all these questions and um, I think that it's it's very uh, I don't know it's I think it's good that they kind of like went back and forth and it wasn't just like everything was solved within mm-hmm. the like, confines of the song but it's very realistic that yeah. like they would end on a question because there is so much to figure out like one conversation isn't going to fix everything but it's a start mm-hmm. I love that advice that your professor gave you. It was so good. It was. It was I'm honestly. I'm just like wow. Every time I write essays. Yeah, it's it was a good one. I it's it's something I definitely need to like work on. I think. I I always like think about that reading like books or fix. I always really try to like cover the end until I really yes. get to it because I don't want to. You know, your eyes sort of like start to jump Ugh, down. I know. Um, yeah. And I'm always like. I, I, I really feel comforted when a story ends really solidly. And I sometimes feel like a little bit like uh, in the air and like amoeba-ish, like when it doesn't, you know, like I yeah, feel like yeah. I'm You're floating. Just like, what? I'm like, I yeah. need something That's solid good. to really wrap things up. Um, I know. Which same, can I be that. a technique, but like, I love, I know, like, <laughs> like just being like, yes, that was such a good closer. If, if you can tell the author is wanting to have closure and then they yeah. do it really well, rather than if they wanted to have closure and like, they didn't say it in like nice words or like yeah. bring some like imagery or metaphor back that they'd been using. I don't know. I always love that. God, endings are so hard to do. I like, I'm really trying to get better at that. It's hard, especially with like, um, essays and not creative fiction, like, mm-hmm. I, I, oh god, it's so hard. <laughs> like, literally 100% of my essays end with, like, looking towards the future and, like, the world and change and, like, yeah, what can we do to make the world a better place? And that's mm-hmm. my go-to because I have no idea else how to end this. <laughs> um, Classic. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about just the music. I know we've talked about it a lot, um, but just, I guess, going more into, like, We've said, like, it sort of matched the words with the wave sounding and, like, the upbeat and the surging. 
Um, but I also, the, the steady beat that we hear throughout it, a lot of times, especially when the boys aren't singing, like in the beginning, or like when there's like pauses in the um, singing, there's like this big sort of steady beat. I feel like it's a yeah, guitar like a heartbeat. or something. Yeah, I don't really yeah. know what instrument it is. Um, but it's like... Someone's beating heart. <laughs> yeah. And it just feels like a very, like, steady thing that reminds me of, like, strong and, like, steadiness mm. and being solid for someone. And you have this, like, mm. but, 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 but type of sound. Um, <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, and then we have some guitar strumming and drums <laughs> and other sounds. Um, but I, I did, when I was um, listening to it, feel like... I wanted an even more acoustic version of it. Um, mm. Especially now that, like, as we've gotten later on, I think sometimes songs have been a little bit less produced, like, less overproduction. Um, and, like, at the time, this was sort of a little bit less, um, I think, than some of the more intensely poppy stuff that they'd done. Um, but I, I almost wanted something that was even more mahogany-esque and, like, rich and deep. And we did... There is, like, a 30-second clip of them doing this song, Um almost acoustic oh wow um like in it was like in a like a a voice rehearsal thing like backstage for some yeah. one of the movies they showed us or something um but I kind of would love to hear that um and then like even get the harmonies um out more and hear the harmonies and um I feel like that type of uh, pulled back sound really reflects the song for me or, like, even, like, I kind of want to see this, like, with, like, orchestral instruments. Oh, my God, like that'd be orchestra. so cool. I just, I, I like, feel like violins, yeah. I feel like I need that in this. Um, I just think that would be beautiful. Like, I don't know if the, the, maybe that's there. Uh, I mean, on the internet somewhere. I should, like, I look up like this. I feel like I have yeah. maybe heard something I know. Like I feel that. like that there's something in the back of my mind yeah. that, like, tells me I've kind of heard that. But I want it to, like, sort of, like, big and grand yeah. and, like, almost, like, I don't know, like, very, like, what's that, um like Fantasia like yeah. you know just like kind of like yeah yeah I feel like that type of more thing more so than like the more electronic-y produced sounds yes. like something like Olivia had a lot of like really cool strings in it and some of like the newer songs had strings and like orchestra feel and trumpets and this and that like that could be really cool with strong yeah um did you hear any influences in the song <laughs> um I really I can't think of anything that it really calls to me mm -hmm. um what about you oh uh, no I didn't have anything <laughs> oh okay um but I did just thinking of it like musically within Midnight Memories um I felt like it really fit amongst songs like Happily and Don't Forget Where You Belong and Through the Dark I feel like there's a really good group of songs on Midnight Memories that all kind of have this like beautiful autumnal feel um, yeah that I think we've talked about but I really love it uh, do you have a favorite lyric? Ooh, okay. Um, I think the entire first verse, yeah. honestly. I, I can't really, I don't know. I just love the ocean um, metaphor and the book um, metaphor. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the um, tied up like two ships, drip, uh, ships drifting, weightless waves trying to break it just for the sounds and mm -hmm. the... The, just the images that it creates. Yeah, I agree with you. That the entire first first verse is so beautiful, and it reminds me very mm -hmm. much of like "Long Way Down" type of feels, um, and like mm. imagery in "Long Way Down." Um, it's like a a preface to it or a 
foreshadowing of Long Way Down, mm, which has yeah. similar um, imagery, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, if you had to rate it out of 10, <laughs> what would you give it? It stopped recording for a second, but we're back on it. <laughs> um, I would give it a 9.4. Nice. So pretty high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think... I don't know. I'm definitely in the nines somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I wish I knew our ratings. God, we say it every time. I'm sure there's someone that's like, why don't they just do this? And it's like, I know. Girl, I should get Rebecca person. to do it. Make her go back and listen oh, to the end of every song discussion and write down. An unpaid intern. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. We're our own unpaid interns. <laughs> we really are. Um, But yeah, maybe like... Mm. I don't know, because Strong is, like, one of my favorite songs. Yeah, exactly. Like, and Olivia was a 10. Yeah. So. Oh, I don't what a feeling know. was a 10 for me. I don't know. Like, a 9.6. Nine, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere up there. It was, when I did that rating ranking of songs, it was, like, in my top five, I think. So. Yeah. It is up there. Um, Then, if there was a music video, what would you pick? I keep on thinking, even though this is, like, obviously an opposite um emotion that I'd want to portray but I just keep on thinking of like the really dramatic cliffs and the oceans of Mm -hmm. um Harry Potter like when um was that Harry Potter 6? Yeah I I think that was somewhere in um England or Ireland and I think that like just like beautiful like picturesque scenery that kind of like makes you feel small but like sort of like just at home with the earth um, and just, like, beautiful, like, obviously you'd have to have ocean, um, and I think that, like, like, beautiful light on the ocean, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, like, what the storyline would be, um, but I kind of would love to see sort of, um, more of an artsy thing kind of going on with just, like, shots of scenery, um, maybe the boys looking out on the freaking cliffs, I don't know, um, just kind of having a pensive moment, um, and just sort of, like, being just steadily there for each other like if you know that would be really nice to see Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely would want to include the ocean I sort of I don't know I have this weird picture in my head I don't know what it's from like a combination of like the ocean and then like uh like someone like doodling like a boat on it and it's sort of like wobbly you know like yeah. Like, it wobbles back and forth, the drawing or something. I don't really know. Yeah, I know what you mean. And it's, like, the outline of something. I don't know. Mm. I thought that would be cool. I don't know how that would incorporate into a big picture. <laughs> but um, I just have that image. I like that. Um, And what does this song mean to you to close it in the end of this discussion? In the light of everything that's been going on. Um, I think that... I just keep thinking of um, this quote from this TV show that I like called Bojack Horseman um, that like in life all we are are the connections that we make and I think that um, that's a really poignant quote to me and I think that like we have to really just sort of nurture the love and connections that we have in our lives and like really really value them um, and not be afraid to tell people that we care about them Um, because sometimes like you know it's just like it feels out of place in a day-to-day um, like, conversation, but I think that, like, 
um, if you genuinely say it every once in a while, I think that, like, you'll feel better about yourself. Because, like, sometimes, like, the world is so unsteady and unstable, but, like, kind of just having those moments where you, like, really profess, like, what you want to say. And it, it doesn't have to be, like, professing your crush that you like them, but it could just be, like, a texting to your friend and just being like, hey, like, I really appreciate, like you for this reason and just give like a specific reason Mm -hmm. um it could be like a small thing but like you know doing that is just like I don't know I just think that this song is just very much pro feelings pro expressing your feelings Mm -hmm. and um I think that's a very important stance to have and one that I definitely agree with yeah and 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 also just showing it like showing people that you care about them whether that's like Mm -hmm. being interested in the things that they're interested in or like um, like being proud of the accomplishments they have, um, stuff like that as well. And telling them, obviously, like we don't tell each other, we love each other enough. Um, and that's always a good thing and Mm -hmm. coming together as like friends or family or a community online or just in the world and showing people you care about them, having good interactions with people, um, especially, with everything that's gone on is so, so important. And that's the only way we can come out of this is to put more love in the world. Agreed. Um, okay. Recommendations this week. Mine is to do what I said I did at the beginning is to put a playlist together of songs that are healing songs that will make you feel both empowered and comforted and stick strong on there because I think this is a healing song. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I definitely am going to go do that. Um, and I would say my recommendation to myself and everyone is to go give at least $1 to a organization. Um, because if everyone did that, we could make a difference. Um, and there, uh, there's a lot of lists going around of like organizations that you can, um, give to, but you know, maybe do a little like quick Google search to make sure they're reputable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that's definitely something to do. And, um, you know, a dollar is something that a lot of people can spare. So yeah, I'll definitely be doing that. That's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my tweet of the week is not so much a specific tweet. Um, but I just noticed that before like the election results happened, there were so many people that I follow that are one direction accounts that were putting out things um, telling people to go vote and to go vote for Hillary and tons of support, um, whether they're American or not American, just like a lot of support of like, I'm with her, all this type of stuff that I thought was just so important to mention because I think as a community and as a fandom, people, um, don't really take people seriously and they think a lot of what we do is stupid and frivolous um and they don't realize that when a fan account has half a million people following them um how powerful that can be when things like elections come around or um uh, again now that the election has happened the support that's going on in the community and what people are saying and what people are sharing and what people are talking about um I just I was really um I just I just felt really good fandom feelings all of with everything that's been going on Mm -hmm. um so I yeah I just wanted to talk about that yeah my um tweet of the week is also pertaining to the election it's actually from Niall he was the only one out of the boys who tweeted about it um 
and he tweeted um, before the election and after, and afterwards he said, it's a, a sad state of affairs, but the one thing that you can take from it is the map that they've shown of how the young people voted, um, which we talked about earlier, and it was almost completely blue, um, which is very heartening, and I think that um, it's good to think about that, like, we are the future, and that we, um, you know, not only just, we can vote, like, later on, but we can do things now, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there, there was a few tweets, uh, or at least, yeah, a few tweets of Nile that, um, he tweeted, like, kind of just, like, grin and bear it, which I don't think a lot of people can do, and I think that, um, it's coming from, um, I mean, it's obviously coming from a place of, um, love, but also from a place of, he doesn't recognize that he is, um, uh, a white guy, a white straight guy who uh, lives not in America, mm -hmm. um, who's also wealthy. Um, but yeah, I think that like his overall sentimental like sentiments are good, and yeah. I appreciate him tweeting about it because no one else of the boys did. So I'm I'm glad yeah. that he did. Yeah, and I think in times like these, you have to. I mean, you don't have to, but I definitely appreciate celebrities who come out and talk I know. about this because yeah. It just, while you want to keep your private life private or you don't want to get into politics or whatever it is, there are times where this is so important that it's like people's lives to. are at stake. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you're just not going to talk about it on social media, I think, is not taking advantage of the privilege It's irresponsible. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It actually makes me angry, honestly. I just, like, don't understand how, like, sure, you'll get more money because you won't, like, alienate some of your fans, but it's, like, at what cost? Like, you yeah. have millions of people and you're not going to say something? Like, yeah. it just, I don't know. But, yeah, that's just And, and also, it's, like, just fans look towards people like that. Mm -hmm. A tweet can make a difference, you know? If yeah. Harry had tweeted, the difference it could have had, it, had on, on <laughs> people's lives, like... yeah. And as a fandom, I think that could have been really important. I think it is a missed opportunity. So, like, despite yeah. Niall not getting it perfect and there being clear, like, he doesn't, he's not, like, fully understanding of the situation, it's not from a place of, like, purposeful whatever. It's from a place yeah, no. of, like, goodness and wanting to, yes. you know, open-mindedness. Speak up. And, yeah, exactly. And um, I'm proud of him for doing that, honestly. Me too. Thanks, Niall. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that's our episode. Uh, please let us know your thoughts on today, whether it be about Strong or the election or the news we covered. Um, we would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to episode 74 of Talk Direction. Um, you can go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com or go to our Tumblr, which is just talkdirection.tumblr.com or our Instagram, which is talkdirection. Or you can follow us individually on Twitter. I am Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? On Twitter, I am Kara underscore Pond, and Kara is with a C. And I also have a blog where I post um, posts, <laughs> um, which is karapond.wordpress.com. So, yeah, check me out if you want to. Yeah, her posts have been very lovely. Um, Thank you. As of late, as of ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and then if you do read them and tweet her, she will be more apt to do more. And that's I would love. an exciting thing. People have been so nice. It just, it's very, it's very, I don't know, just heartening. Yeah, I, getting feedback about, like, something that's close to you is always a good feeling. Like, yeah. getting positive feedback. 
Um, mm-hmm. You can also go to www.audibletrial.com slash talk direction for your first free audiobook um, if you would like. Uh, then you can rate and review us and subscribe on iTunes or go and follow us on SoundCloud to get updates of whenever we put out a new episode. I am Caitlin. I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 75. Bye. Bye.